Bumblecast. We are your beautiful young hosts. My name is Joe Smith. And I'm Lydia Morris. And I'm in a closet. And Lydia's in a stairwell. And today we're talking about YouTube, comedians, candles, BBS, Star Wars, and LGBT representation in slash on television. All right, let's get started. I'm getting so good at that. I'm going to cue the theme music. <laughs> cue the music. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so glad that I am on the upswing from a sickness that literally lasted me like five days. Oh yeah, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling like I'm feeling so much better, but it sucked so bad. The only good thing about it was like, so I started like getting sick, and um, uh, my mom was like, "Oh, Joe, you sound like you're getting, you know, a little under the weather." And I was like, "Yeah, I think I might have picked up what you had." And she was like, "Well, you know, the advice that I got for that was that I, uh, I, I was told that I need to stay in bed for five days." And I was like, "Yep, I can do that." <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't in bed for five days. I was only in bed for two days, but I was just like taking full advantage of the fact that like my dad didn't expect me to do anything around the house and my mom didn't expect me to do anything around the house and just like laying in bed and like scrolling through tumblr and it was excellent best part about being sick was that i didn't have to do shit it was awesome but i was on this like essentially when i wasn't on tumblr or facebook i was just on youtube and watching a bunch of, like, old Vlogbrothers slash Hannah Hart slash Cameron Esposito videos because I love all of those people. Hannah Hart is, like, I, I just, I love her so much. She's, like, so pure. And I love it. And Cameron Esposito. If you haven't listened to Cameron Esposito before, she is freaking hilarious. No, I've seen, I've seen Cameron Esposito before on, like, various, like, comedy programs and stuff or, um... Like, recently, I think she was on, like, At Midnight, and I watch clips from that on YouTube sometimes. She's um, the one with the side mullet. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've seen that. No, um, but, like, I've never actually really watched a Hannah Hart video. What? I just, I just don't, like, I've never really watched one all the way through. I don't know. She's so, she almost doesn't seem human. That's how great she is. I'm sure she's a very pleasant human, and, like, I'm sure her videos are great. For people who watch them, but, like, I don't know, I tried to watch one of her videos once, and it was very boring. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I can send you some of my favorites. I guess, but, like, you know, I already have, like, a really large contingent of YouTube. YouTubers <laughs> YouTubes. The YouTubes. <laughs> YouTube. YouTubers that I follow. So I feel like adding another one is just, like, a bad decision. More people that make me anxious. We've already discussed this. Successful people make me anxious, and whenever I see, like, YouTubers, I'm just like, oh my god. Because, like, they all have, like, really successful YouTube channels, and then on top of that, they all get book deals thrown at them, and then on top of that, they all have podcasts, and I'm just like, leave the social media to me. Leave me some social media. Or they go on tours with their books. Yeah. Or just talking to people with other YouTubers. Actually, Dan and Phil, Dan is not on fire and Amazing Phil were here in Washington this weekend. They were here on Sunday. I like them. Marette, my roommate, really likes them. We were upset because when we were doing, we did the post hunt this weekend mm-hmm. and we saw, we would, we ended up accidentally walking all the way to the White House for like no reason because we thought a clue would be there and then we were like, wait, no, we never thought a clue would be here. Why did we go all the way over here? <laughs> um, but it was really funny because like a few 
minutes later, like 30 minutes, we saw a picture that both of them had posted like at the White House and Marette was so upset. She was like, we should have just stuck around. <laughs> it was her Dan and Phil dar being like, Marette, you need to go to the White House. But, we were, but like her competitiveness, we actually had to be back at the place at like three and her competitive competitiveness like went like one out. And we, like, we sped walked, like, all the way back to the <laughs> convention center. We were so tired. We, like, sat down. We were like, ugh. I love it. <laughs> Legs. We walked, according to Jessica's um, wrist, like, watch Fitbit? Thing. What is it? You know, Fitbit. Yeah. That, uh, 6.5 miles. This podcast is brought to you by Fitbit. Brought to you by Fitbit <laughs> at Fitbit. Sponsor us. I don't even own a Fitbit. I don't own a Fitbit. My dad owns a Fitbit. I could, like, if Fitbit sponsored us, I would buy one. I would sponsor the shit out of a Fitbit. Yeah. I would be a great sponsor for a Fitbit. <laughs> I'm, uh, like five feet tall and, uh... Lay in bed all day. Definitely not skinny. Um, let's go. <laughs> Ugh, I would be the worst Fitbit representative. I just be like, the magic watch! The magic watch! It tells me what to do! It tells you how far you fall. I know. I don't even have the health app on my phone on because I refuse to turn location services oh, on. Oh, yeah. Like, for that, because I'm like, it will know where I live. It knows. <laughs> it knows. And I, like, I really turn it on for any app other than, like, maps. Um, anyway... We are far afield. Can you tell me about tell me about the conception, whatever thing you were talking about the last time we talked? The conception. Um, <laughs> okay, it's um, it's called Baby Cro- Cobra by Ali Wong, and she's the first uh, woman of color to have her own uh, Netflix comedy special. Oh my god, I didn't know that. And she's she did it while seven and a half months pregnant. That's ridiculous. She was super pregnant. Oh my god. It's so funny. Um, Female she's excellence. Really, she's really funny. It's really funny. Um. It's, okay, so I'm a feminist, and there's some distinctly, like, anti-feminist jokes in there, but not, like, funny in a way, like, haha, feminists are stupid, but more just, like, I don't want to lean in, I want to lay down. <laughs> and it's funny, because, like, you see, like, oh, this is a seven-and-a-half-month pregnant woman, and she's tired, <laughs> and she's sick of working, and, like, like all women were like, God, I wish I could just not work. Like, everybody's just like, I wish I could just not work and just sit around at home all day. Right. And she's, she's, like, talking about how she met her husband at a wedding, and she found out that he was, he went to Harvard Business School, and she's like, I'm going to trap his ass, because I don't want to work. I don't want to work. So that's basically her mantra the whole time, and she's like, I don't want to work. I want to sit at home. I feel like that's everyone's feel, you know? Like, that's why communism doesn't work. It's because no one actually wants to work. No one actually wants to work. Some people just want to sit down. <laughs> so it was really funny. Uh, if you have Netflix, I suggest suggest you go watch it it's like most comedy specials i believe it's like an hour hour and a half long um and she's really funny and she's really good and you should support uh women of color in comedy she actually writes for uh the tv show fresh off the boat yeah at everyone go watch go watch ali wong baby cobra on netflix Lydia! Yes? You got a haircut, and it looks so good! Obviously, through this medium, people cannot see my haircut. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, got, I got bangs! <laughs> I thought the haircut would take longer, but honestly, what took the longest was getting my... So I have my hair uh, bleached, and I needed to get my roots done again because they were growing out, and it's like a solid, like, it was like a solid inch and a half of just, like, brown, and then just, like, blonde, so I needed to, um, I got that fixed, and that took forever, and I was just sitting in the chair for such a long time with a stupid one of those 
shower caps on my head, like a plastic shower cap <laughs> to like keep it in or whatever. You look like you look like an alien that's like visiting oh, Earth. Oh god, I hate when you're sitting in the chair with the hair dye in your hair and you're like, you're I'm the ugliest person in this entire world. <laughs> it's like you look so bad. You always just look terrible. And then you're wearing like the the little cape thing and you're just like yeah. you're just like a head. You're just a head. Work. <laughs> just look, everybody looks terrible when they're getting a haircut. Nobody looks good when they're getting a haircut. When I go to get a haircut, they like wash your hair and then they put you down in front of the mirror and you just look in the mirror and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is what I look like. <laughs> this is the true me. <laughs> like, I look like, I'm like so, so white. And I'm like, I've got like baby fat on my face. So whenever I sit down in front of the mirror and my hair is washed and like hanging all over my face, I'm just like, I am the unholy offspring of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man and a Muppet. Oh my God. Anyway. So, but the actual haircut, it, like, I didn't get that much off. I just got, like, an inch and a half or something. Um, and then the, the bang, it literally took him two seconds. He was just like, snip, snip, snip. And I was like, well, that's over. I guess I can't change my decision now. Um, and then he just cut my, he cut my hair, like, super quick. It doesn't take, yeah. like, it really didn't take that long. Because I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. fancy, like, layers or anything. Uh, and then they blow dried my hair, which, so, well, the thing about my hairdresser is that I love him, but he's, like, a control freak. <laughs> so, like, the lady was, like, drying my hair, and he kept coming over. He would, like, stop, like, cutting somebody else's hair and, like, come over and be like, no, you're doing it wrong. Oh, my God. I love And then eventually he was it. like. He was like, just don't touch it. I'll come over later. <laughs> so he came over and he did it himself. Because was, she was like not arranging the bangs in the way he wanted. Anyway. I love it. Oh my God. So um, now I have anime hair. Uh, when I put my hair in a ponytail, I have like the bangs in front. Uh-huh. And I, it looks like I have anime hair. Yeah. 12-year-old me is super happy about this. This moment of peace washes over 12-year-old Lydia. Finally get anime hair. Yeah. My obsession with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> he had those stupid blonde bangs and the rest of hair was just purple. That's what I look like. Except I don't have purple hair. If only we could all have hair like Yugi. Honestly, I had a crush on Yugi from Stop. Yu-Gi-Oh! Stop! Oh when my. I was little. And it had first came on four kids. When it first came on like American TV... Uh-huh. I had a crush on Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! And, you know, the Pharaoh when he got when he like when he got bigger. Uh-huh. The spirit that was in the puzzle yeah when it took over his body i was like i had a crush on like both of them yes i was just like his hair is so amazing he can play cards so well he can play children cards games so well when avatar the last airbender was on i'm pretty sure i had a hardcore crush on zuko but like everyone did everybody had a crush on zuko that's like normal yeah that's like a normal cartoon crush yeah yugi on the other hand <laughs> like in a range of cartoon crushes like zuko is like a pretty normal yeah crush. pretty average pretty average pretty average he was so angsty, and he had great hair. Oh, when yeah. Cut, when he cut the ponytail off and he let it, like, grow. Yes. And then he turned, like, into a good guy. Yeah. Everybody loves Zuko. I loved Zuko's character arc. It was so good. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway. Zuko. So, you got new candles, too. You, like, told me that you went out and bought a whole shit ton of, like, just new candles. I just bought two. I bought two candles. Oh, well, the, way you, were, the way you were talking about it, it was like, fam, I just bought a bunch of candles. Oh, because I've spent, like, $20 on candles. It was a completely stupid purchase, and I shouldn't have done it, but I, <laughs> I did it now, and I'm happy with it. I bought these two nice candles from Anthropology. Because she's a bougie bitch. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a bougie bitch. No, I really like candles that um are, like, not, like, Yankee candle uh-huh. I mean, candles that are like you know like artisan or <laughs> soy or whatever oh <laughs> but um i what i really liked about these candles is that it came in like nice jars that are like crystal and oh, have, yeah. like designs on them and stuff and i like the scents too i just like the scents better because it's not like 
pear or whatever Christmas morning or something. <laughs> it's like a distinct scent. Like this is French lavender or this is you know lychee berry or whatever. Oh, nice. That's not the ones I got. I got crap. I can't. I can't remember right now. I got one that's like mocara. It's supposed to be some sort of scent or something. I oh, don't true. Remember. Wait, Lydia, nice. did you go with me and Thomas into that world market store? Yeah. And we smelled literally every single candle. Oh, yeah, we smelled literally every candle we could get our hands on. There was not a single candle that went unsmelt. <laughs> unsniffed? <laughs> unsniffed. Nothing went unsniffed. It's just fun. After a while, they all smell the same. Yeah, you gotta get some coffee beans in there, man. It cleanses your uh, smell palate, your smell it. That's why they do it in Sephora. They they, like put coffee beans so that you can smell different kinds of perfume. They like drown you in perfume and then they're like, here, smell these coffee beans and shove them up under your nose so they can douse you in more perfume. (laughs) But the most important part when buying perfume is putting it on your skin because otherwise you don't know what it actually smells like on you because sometimes your like hormones react really weirdly to like, like I'll smell a perfume and then I'll try it on and then it'll like smell disgusting on me and I'm like, (laughs) what the heck? Stupid hormones. Sephora workers be like, it puts the perfume on its skin. (laughs) Back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> so, Lydia, you went to PBS. <laughs> yes, I did. I um, this past week we went to the headquarters of PBS, which is uh, here in Crystal City, which is pretty close mm-hmm. to DC. It's right outside of it, and it was super nice. Uh, they had nice decorations and everything. And actually, the director of uh, digital content, who is also the director of marketing, spent pretty much the whole day with us. Um, He was a really cool guy. His name is Ira Rubenstein. Um, He was super nice. He spent pretty much like the whole day with us from like 10 to, uh, when did we get out of there? Uh, Around 10 to 2, so a pretty solid chunk of time. He got us lunch. Uh, We got free t-shirts and like a little goodie bag. Um, And we actually talked to, we talked to the head of the kids con, like digital content who work on like the apps and the games and the like, the streaming of uh, the shows on the apps for kids through PBS. Um, he, we talked with uh, the digital content person who's uh, in charge of, like, the YouTube content that they provide. Um, actually, if anybody here watches Crash Course, uh, PBS recently became a producer of Crash Course, so they help uh, contribute financially and with resources and stuff. So they have a whole network of different shows on YouTube that's actually like part of their digital content group, um, and they're awesome. And it was so nice to talk to them, and it's so cool. And I work- want to work for them so bad. <laughs> I work for them so bad. This podcast is brought to you by PBS. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. Please hire me. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, Little update from the last episode that we did. Uh, Lydia and I watched Ant-Man together with our friend Ruth. Shout out to Ruth. And um, it was actually, I thought it was pretty good. Lydia and Ruth didn't like it as much as I did. I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't, like, love it. Yeah. I thought it was good as a comedy movie, but, like, the entire way through, we were all just, like, super criticizing the way they wrote, um, I can't even remember her name. This is how how bad it is. The female love interest. Hope. Hope Pym. We were just like, wow, imagine if this character was well-written. Like, the whole romance threw me for a loop. Yeah, man. It was so, it was so weirdly uncertain. It's like, she's got a romance with the character that comes out of nowhere. It's like, the minute the character becomes competent, (laughs) like, she, like, makes out with him, and that's, like, the extent of their, like, romance. Never even discussed again. So dumb. 
Oh my god. People are like, oh, feminism ruins people like it's a threat, but like, no, really, feminism has ruined me because I can't watch a movie anymore without being like, wow, this would be so much better if the female characters weren't valuable only because of their relation to the male character. <laughs> I know, and it's like, she's teaching him to do, like, all of his, like, martial arts stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, or she could do it, it could do it, because her father's, like, so over overprotective that despite the fact that she has all of the resources and all the abilities, he hires some random dude. I think that he was pretty believably overprotective. I mean, he has his reasons, but at the same time, you, like, see... It's, like, ridiculous that this guy has to learn everything when you have somebody there who already knows it. But, yeah, no, her characterization is basically she was, like, a business bitch. She yeah. had the business bitch bob, yeah. which every business bitch has, which is, like, <laughs> sharp and pointy. and With the bangs. No nonsense with the bangs. So, it, it, and it this, this did not look good on her, by the way, because, like... It just consumed her entire face. Like she was just like she was just she was just hair and like some <laughs> eyes and a mouth. Um, it was just not like not a good look on her. Anyway, Ant Man was pretty good, and it's late, but rating out of ten, a five, five and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's, it was like it was like it was enjoyable. Like, I, I sat there and I, like, wasn't bored and I wasn't, like, looking at my phone. It was enjoyable. I gave it a five and a half or, like, a six. For a very short time, it took me out of my bleak existence and made me laugh, so... <laughs> a few, yeah, it made me laugh a few times, so there you go. There it's you go. better than some movies that I have seen. Ant-Man. Better than some movies we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a scale, Ant-Man was better, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of segues, Star Wars! <laughs> the movie! Through, okay, so Joe recently found out that Poe Dameron is going to survive the entire series, or he's at least going to make it to the very, very end of the third part of the trilogy. And so I am so happy because Poe Dameron. Day. Poe Dameron is beautiful. And so I'm really excited about that. Oscar Isaac, who is also a beautiful human being, said that he was basically Star Warsing until 2020, which is super exciting. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm glad that he'll survive. He, you know, that series needs like, that series needs Poe Dameron. It needs like a cocky uh, Hispanic fighter pilot. Yes. Poe Dameron, he's great. He's gonna live, which is exciting. I just hope John Boyega will live, too. Yes. No, he has to. Wait, I haven't even considered if they would, like, kill Finn off. If they killed Finn, I'm... I would dissolve into tears, like, right in the middle of a fucking theater. I would just, like... I think I would, like, shoot Walt Disney. I would go back in time (laughs) to shoot Walt Disney. (laughs) Like, you fucked it up! (laughs) You fucked it up, Walt! (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, Walt? Um, Lydia, you introduced me to one of my favorite headcanons, which is the quiet, but at the same time loud hope that they're going to introduce Lando's daughter into the series. I want it so bad. I want it to happen so bad. Oh my god, Gugu Mbathura would be the perfect daughter Calrissian. Yes. It'd be so amazing. If it's a son Calrissian, I'm just going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's like, I want a daughter who's cool and, like, lady of color who's out there kicking butts. I will take that back. I'll take it back and say specifically if it is a cis son 
I'll be disappointed. There you go. If it's a trans son, I'd be happy. If it's a trans daughter, I'd be happy. If it's a cis daughter, I'd be happy. If it's non-binary, agender, anything, I would be happy. <laughs> but, like, I just want a Calrissian wearing a cape. Yes! Uh, kicking ass, taking names, shooting somebody with her blaster. Yes! <laughs> make capes great again. So. <laughs> Lando Calrissian make capes great again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he shows up in the movies. Is the actor who played him dead? I don't know. Um, while you're checking that, so, Lydia, I showed you the Chewbacca mask lady video, right? Yes. I am assuming that everyone who's listening to this has already seen the video that I'm talking about, and if you haven't, you need to go and find it. I will put a link in the description, and- Oh, he's alive. Okay, he's 79, but he's alive. Damn, that's old. Anyway, so, like- if you haven't seen this yet, just go to YouTube and sh- search Chewbacca Mask Lady. It'll come up. It is the purest video I've seen in years. Like, she's so nice. She's so nice. It's just this lady who, like, went to return stuff. I think she went to return stuff at Kohl's, and she found a Chewbacca mask that, like, makes roaring noises when you when you open its mouth. And she's, it's just, like two straight minutes of her losing her shit in front of the camera. And so now, like, her entire family has Chewbacca masks, and Cole's hooked them up with, like, a giant gift card or something. Oh, that's nice. That's, like, yeah. our happy news. Honestly, I love it when videos can just, like, they just sometimes, it's the little joys, and, like, seeing other people be happy just lifts your heart. It just lifts your heart. She's just, like, so amused by it, too. It's just, like nicely amused not like haha this is stupid it's just like i am happy from this and it makes me happy it makes me happy oh oh my god i'm so excited i recently got added to dog spotting oh yeah dog spotting is so so good (laughs) if you don't know what dog spotting is it's a facebook group literally where people just like post pictures of dogs that they see and then like people will comment like plus one for (laughs) boof (laughs) plus one for snoot oh my god I, somebody posted two pictures of one of my favorite dogs is a Borzoi. It's like a long white dog that looks like a horse. It's a tall like a ass horse. dog. It is a tall um, ass dog. It looks like it'll tell you a riddle. Yeah. What most people say. <laughs> it looks like the dragon from Neverending Story. Yeah. Dog. Um, so people were like, somebody posted a picture of one that's like, what breed is this? And some and someone commented, uh, Snoot de la Lute. <laughs> or um, de Snooter. <laughs> so Lydia and I live near DC and recently some idiot tried to shoot up the White House well I, I, I feel like it's like from what people are saying now I feel like it's less he tried to shoot up the White House and more like suicide by cop oh jeez yeah so um, he walked up to the guardhouse uh, at the gates for the White House um, he, and he pulled a gun and he said you know let me in like or uh, or kill me or something like that, um, and he and so he got shot by one of the um, by one of the snipers on the roof. Obviously, he's still alive, uh, and he's in the hospital right now. Oh, he's still uh, alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still alive. Holy shit. Um, and you know he's in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably go to jail for the rest of his life. So, uh, you messed both up on both counts. Wow. Gosh. Um. So he's uh. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what happened. People were, like, scared because, like, shooting by the White House. But it was, like, it wasn't, like, somebody shooting. It was he got shot by the authorities oh. for approaching, like, a police officer with a gun. I've got, I've got an article. This is from the New York Post. I'm just going to read the first, like, paragraph. 
So, quote, the gun-wielding suspect who was shot by the Secret Service when he approached the White House was identified as a suicidal 30-year-old Pennsylvania man who lives with his parents, according to a report. Jesse Oliveri of Ashland told authorities he, quote, wanted to die, unquote, as he approached a checkpoint and refused to drop his weapon, law enforcement sources told the Daily Mail, unquote. Wow. That's, like, really, really sad. I had no idea that that was the actual story. So when we yeah. first heard about this, it just sounded like some guy was, like, making a half-assed attempt to, like, shoot up the White House and then got shot by a sniper. But I guess not. Well, I mean, we're pretty used to it now because, like, every year, every two years, it seems like someone, like, tries to jump the fence and, yeah. like, run to the White House. Um, it had, Yeah, it's happened, like, fairly often for mm-hmm. the past few years. Yeah. Um, one guy tried to, like, manage to jump the fence and, like, tried to run into that White House with, like, a giant knife. Jeez. Um, and he was a vet, I think. Uh, and just a bunch of people have tried. And, they th- like, some people think it's funny or some people are, you know, mentally disturbed mm-hmm. and are seeking treatment and, like, think that that's the solution. Right. Or that they need to kill President Obama or something, so. Yeah. That's really sad, and I I feel like that's a really terrible way to go about things, but I also hope that, like, he ends up okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, when they're in prison, at least get some, like, attention Mm -hmm. uh, that they can't get if they don't have insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully he can get some attention uh, when he's in prison. Yeah, man. Which he will probably end up in prison. I mean, Uh, yes. He's going to be in there for a while, but, like... I was fully expecting, I feel like, I feel shitty because I was fully expecting to laugh at this story, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, that sucks. Because, like, I don't know, I've, I have struggled with my own mental health issues and stuff like that. Like, I see a therapist and all those good things, and it's super, like, mental health is something that's so super important to me, and, you know, it sucks that this person decided to go and do this thing, like, go to the White House because he wanted to die, but, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope that he gets the treatment that he deserves. In other news, in other even heavier topics, um, so I don't watch the show The One Hundred, but uh, spoiler a lot alert! Of spoiler do. alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> except that it's been all over the news. Okay, but like we still need to do a spoiler alert. One of the characters uh, who is uh, LGBT, um, who was in a like a homosexual relationship with one of the main characters, uh, was shot and killed. Uh, and this was very, uh, Lexa. Yeah, it, it was, was for, Lexa. Like, pairing Clexa, mm-hmm. it's called. Um, and so people were pretty upset because it was very sudden. It came out of nowhere. And she's pretty much the only confirmed, like, LGBT character in the show. Um, yep. so people were really upset because this keeps happening and happening. It happened on a show called Jane the Virgin. Uh, and it's been happening with a lot of lesbian characters recently. I mean, I feel like it's pretty safe to say, like, this happens every time there is, like, an LGBT pairing. Like, every time there is anything more than a cis-hetero couple Mm -hmm. on television, this happens. And especially if it's, like, not, like, a side character. Right. Like, sometimes side characters will end up okay, and it's like, oh, look, we have inclusion and diversity. Here's a side character who was there for one episode. Right. But um, if it's, like, any character that has, like, a very, like, has, like, an essential plot point or something like that, they always end up very sadly. Yeah. Uh, There was this great video, and we'll put the link in the description, of somebody putting together, like, a compilation bit of all of these, like, 
LGBT characters who have died or committed suicide or been killed or just had like a really, really shitty ending to their romances or to their lives um, in television. And like, it's a voiceover of this YouTuber who like made a video about this and how they were very upset because, you know, when you're very young and this is the only representation you see, the representation you see on TV and it just ends up sadly for them. It just makes you feel like there's no hope. Right. So there was a great Mike.com article, which we'll also link, um, which talks about this and it talks about how Thankfully, some writers and directors and producers have decided have ri- like they've decided to write and sign this uh, agreement called like the Clexa agreement, which is like saying that they'll treat LGBT characters on TV correctly and with uh, respect and due diligence, and give them plots that don't revolve around a straight character and don't use their death to further the plot. Right. And instead, make it if they have to die, make it more meaningful right. than just getting shot. Yeah. And they also said that they would, not only that they would do all those things, but they would also consult people that are actually in the LGBT community when it comes to writing those characters so that they can write them well uh, and, you know, like, address them as if they were actually people and not just, you know, 2D characters that were defined by their sexuality or their gender identity or anything like that. So it's really nice to see this. When I watched the video, which, again, we'll link... um, and you should put subtitles on when you watch it because the music's kind of loud. But, like, when when I watched it, I was really was, like, reduced to tears. It's a very powerful point that the person who made this video makes. And, um... It's a point that rings true for a lot of LGBT yeah. kids. Yes. Sometimes when you are part of a oppressed minority, you learn to live with it so well that you don't even notice some of the things that happen. I mean, you notice them, but you let them slide off of you because it's the only way, at least for me, this is one of the ways that I personally cope with not seeing good representation. And when I see good representation, I see it ending in disaster. And so it was really nice to see that addressed full on without any sugarcoating or anything like that. Because it was like somebody out there is experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing. Like somebody out there knows what it's like to watch these shows um, and feel that disappointment of like, oh, well, it's happening again. Like this character who I identify with is has been shot. Or this character that I identify with has been murdered in some other terrible way or has committed suicide. It's just like, I'm really glad that somebody is making a point of saying, you know, the LGBT community has been exploited for too long and used as whipping a whipping post for people, for directors and writers who are just trying to, like, have emotion porn and, like, make things as sad as possible without actually affecting the main character. And they like to bait too, which is a very strong problem. Yeah, queer baiting. Which is when they'll, like, hint that, oh, this character is gay, you should watch it. And then obviously nothing is going to happen because, God, having one of your characters actually turn out to be anything other than straight yeah. is a sin. Yeah. Um, or they'll, like, say, oh, this character is gay and they're going to be in the show. And they actually have a gay character in the show, but they're in for, what, two, three episodes? Yeah. Before they die. Or they mysteriously move away. Yeah. Or They get, have, like, unrequited love for the main character and then they get killed off or something like that. So. Or they get uh, gay bashed and the... They use it as a point in the show to be like, oh, gay people have such sad lives. Yeah. Look, they get gay bashed, and then we're never going to address this topic again. Yeah. The end. So it was. it's a really great video. Highly recommend. And um, 
just word up to all of the LGBT people out there who are currently, you know, studying to go into these fields of who want to direct and who want to act and who want to write for media. I hope that you all make it. I hope that we all make it and have a chance to make the world better in our own small way. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Lydia, do you have a topic for me? Um, Yes. So, recently, again, Ruth and Joe and I watched this movie uh, called Austin Land. Yes! <laughs> we all love this movie very much. <laughs> so, for our one-minute rant, Joe is going to try and explain to you why you should watch this movie called Austin Land. You gotta count me down. You gotta tell me when okay, it's going. I gotta start the clock. All right. Okay. Ready? Go. Let me just tell you about Austin Land real quick. Okay, this movie is amazing. If you like rom-coms, if you don't like rom-coms, if you like Jane Austen, if you don't like Jane Austen, you should watch this fucking movie because it is amazing. Like, the characters are so hilarious, and you can, like, tell when you're watching it that, like, it wasn't 100% serious. Like, I'm betting when they were actually filming it, they had a great time because it's kind of like a pair of like all of Jane Austen's works but even though it's still got that like it's got that parody feel it's still like so genuinely funny and genuinely sweet like I'm not gonna lie to you it is a straight-up rom-com like that is the point of it but literally it is like the fantasy of anyone who has ever read Austen's novels and even remotely liked them it's so good it's amazing the only complaint I have is that it's like really really white which is like to like yeah it sucks a lot but like if time that's it that's it oh it's shit it's been a minute <laughs> i hope we have sufficiently persuaded you to watch this movie yes because please watch it's it pretty good literally it's so amazing please watch it please even lydia likes it even i like that's it. how you and she studies film i think it's probably one of the best romantic comedies i've seen in a really long time yeah man it's so good <laughs> it genuinely made me laugh i actually identified with the main character yep because as like a fan of things like seeing someone who's like also very obsessed with something and kind of put down for it it's also great to see this character like things i like things identify 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 writers like think they're like hmm who would like this character characters would like other characters yeah this has been the bubble cast i'm your host lydia morris and i'm joe smith thank you so much for listening and spending some of your time with us here today if you want to know more you can find us on twitter tumblr or soundcloud and if you want to send us a question we'll totally answer that in one of our podcasts find us on twitter or gmail bye bye <laughs>